Bets. Uh, United States Open Week uh, is upon us, third major of the season already. Uh, we'll be talking a lot about the country club in uh, Brookline, Massachusetts this week. Uh, we'll talk about the course, the odds, uh, everything surrounding this week with the Live Golf guys coming to play, um, USGA, uh, all that. Uh, so get to that in a little bit here. The first part of the show, we're going to obviously going to talk about the Canadian open and Rory McIlroy winning face of the PGA tour, along with JT and Finau just putting on a show on Sunday. Um, and live golf so much swirling around with, with everything last week, that tournament actually happening. And, and, and we'll get to that as well. Uh, Johnny Strauser is here. Johnny, we're laughing because we've already, this is our second attempt. We've had some, some technical difficulties, which hasn't happened a lot in the, the year and a half we've been doing this, but uh, things went sideways, but we're going to try this again. Well, I, I'm thinking that was some heat related internet, you know, issues or something like that but can you hear me now are we, are we're we good, good? We're, we're good yes yes good let's let, let's get on to it so now that we got a streak of, of being able to hear each other let's go jesus um all right so starting um i guess we'll start with live golf uh you know we've been talking about this since january we've been talking about it regularly we maybe declared it half dead in february it, it got resuscitated the last few weeks and I, i'm i'm surprise the tournament happened um the product was um i guess okay as far as the broadcast um i don't know how much you watched i watched probably a good hour or two on thursday morning just out of curiosity and i was i was really wanting to see how bad it was going to be and surprisingly there were some decent things about the broadcast as far as the golf tournament goes it had no energy it was lifeless. It felt like a lot of people on tour, PJ tour compared to an exhibition, it did have that feel. Um, so yeah, it felt like a tournament without a soul. What was your impressions of what you saw um, and anything surrounding the tournament um, from last week? Well, I, I actually wasn't able to catch any of it at all. Um, uh, I wanted to catch a little bit of it just to see kind of like what you were saying. Um, you were giving me a, a a little bit of a description of how it was going on Thursday, but due to work, I couldn't, uh, uh, I wasn't able to, to, to get it on or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I was following with, uh, with golf Twitter and this was one of the biggest days in golf Twitter history, uh, was that Thursday, that first round there, um, you know, when they teed off there and, um, yeah, that's kind of the impression I got. It was kind of just not a hit and giggle, but kind of, you know, like a, an exhibition, a member member event, you know, something like that to where there was just not a whole lot of um, tournament storylines or, um, you know, any flow to it. Um, they did a shotgun start, so it made it uh, um, uh, a different format than what we're used to watching on TV. But, you know, pr production wise, from what I was able to gather was it was it was kind of it, it wasn't the easiest to follow, but it was kind of hard to follow as well. So, you know, you, you didn't know exactly what was going on. And I know the, uh, there was no website that had actual live scoring or really scores at all from what I could tell. Um, so you didn't know who was doing what you didn't know who, you know, wherever it was at, 
I didn't know who was in the lead or anything like that until they finished on Saturday. And, you know, they said Charles Schwartz ended up winning. And it was like, oh, I, I had no, no idea. There was, there was no, uh, there, there was nothing really exciting, you know, no excitement about that or drama or anything like that, that we saw this weekend on the PGA tour. So like with the live thing, you know, who knows where they take it from there. But uh, you know, I think there was, from what you were saying, there was a lot of good things, but there was also just some things that were tough to follow. Yeah. It's it, the broadcasts had, I think a lot of people liked the scoring pylon on, on the left side. You know, it's a, a bit of a formula one telecast uh, takeaway, I guess. Um, you know, with the shotgun start they had in the top left, how many holes remain, that was kind of good to know. I mean, the shotgun start is weird completely, uh, but it kind of, you kind of know how long you're going to be watching golf. You know, you're, you're, that's one of the good things, I guess. I mean, that also differenti- differentiates how it doesn't feel like a real tournament, real golf tournament or PGA Tour tournament. Um, but at least, you know, like when we watch a major on a Saturday, like, you know, we can be invested watching from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And it is a lot of time. I mean, you know, majors and, and the PJ Tour for, for people like us who are pretty hardcore, it can be a, good, a pretty good time commitment. Uh, so I guess that's, that's maybe one positive feature to the shotgun start. Um, the broadcast was really well done in, in the fact that there's obviously no commercials because no one's sponsoring this at this point. So there was a ton of golf shots. Um which is great. I mean, you didn't have all these, you know, little promos for sponsors or the Aeon Risk Reward Challenge, uh, things like that. So you did see a ton of golf shots. The problem was you didn't know who who the fuck these guys were hitting the golf shots, you know, besides a select few. I mean, um, I forget the guy that was playing with Mickelson and DJ on Thursday, but I had never heard of him. And I saw a ton of, um, you know, half the field, I think it's fair to say, you hadn't really heard of. So, you know, and comparing to what we saw Sunday at the Canadian Open, I, I just, I really do think stars matter. Um, and that's that's the one thing that, that the PGA Tour can try to counteract with what they have is we got, we still have more stars. We have the stars that matter. You guys got DJ, sure, Bryson, but, you know, we we have this crew of guys. We have the Rory's, JT, Schefflers, Morikawa's at this point. However, Liv's not going away uh, because it doesn't even really matter what they put out. It doesn't because they have this endless supply of, of money from, from the, the investment fund that's in the hundreds of billions of dollars. So it doesn't even really matter how well it goes because it's just, it's, they're going to keep supplying money and throwing money into this uh, to normalize Saudi Arabia. And that's what I think, is 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 the tough part where where i think they're realizing it now but that was the the part that uh um you know they were unsure about um you know golf fans and media and everything was whether this was going to work they only think about is this going to make money for for the saudi arabian government they don't give a shit they know they're gonna lose a billion dollars on this thing and they'll just keep throwing money and more money and more money into it because that's not the point this isn't a uh, this isn't a money-making venture for them. This is this is is what it is. With you know, uh, you know, it's it's got all the political type issues that go along with it and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I think that if they continue to sign these guys, yeah, it, it'll get interesting. Um, 
I don't know how, you know, I don't know how much that'll affect the current group. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they're going to end up doing this and, um, you know, how long this will last. And I think the PJ tour has got quite a bit that they've got to go through here to, uh, to kind of get back the, and prevent these younger players that really, I think is the key here. These guys have got to stay on the PJ tour rather than going over to live golf. Yeah. And I, I'm curious to get into how you think PJ tour can, can counteract some of that and, and what some of their plans are. I, I, I want to, I want to talk about some of the guys uh, leading up to the live golf events, uh, their quotes from last week. Um, it was just, it was really hard to, to, to stomach and watch these guys get up there and Westwood and Poulter and Graham McDowell, Graham McDowell, basically, and I'm sure you saw it. He basically explained what sports washing is and <laughs> he didn't know it, but basically claimed that they were doing it um, unknowingly uh, basically saying glad to, you know, glad to really normalize Saudi Arabia any way we can. And we, you know, to, to, I'm like, dude, you just gave us the textbook definition of what sports washing is. And I don't even think, you know, um, it, Poulter and Westwood got, they got grilled pretty hard and you could just tell on their faces that they know at least Richard Bland is like straight up about this whole thing and said, I mean, he's the only one that I really heard. Like I'm, I'm 49 years old. I'm, I'm my, you know, my time's coming to an end. Uh, you know, I'll never make money like this again. At least he admits it. <laughs> every, every other guy has, has made the comment about, um, you know, globalizing the game and um, really propelling the game forward. I'm, I'm just curious how they're doing that in any other way. Um, what did they do in those three days to help the cause? So nothing that they've said adds up. And, and Mickelson made it worse yesterday with his press conference at the U.S. Open. I mean, it just feels like he's done a full heel turn, like a wrestling heel turn, uh, amazingly. Um, you remember, he, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, but back in the, the day with WWF and then the WCW got um, got built. And then Hulk Hogan went to the WCW and then, he went from the trademark yellow to all black. And that's what it feels like Mickelson has done now. I mean, it's, it's, you have to laugh at it in a way, but it's also, it's also just sad for the game of golf because I don't, I don't want to have to pay attention to two tournaments. I don't want it to see some of the, some of the really good players playing live. And there's going to be more of them, obviously the next event. And, and it's just, it's just a bummer as a fan to see the field getting split like this. And then, you know, the majors having to make decisions on what they're going to do in the future with these guys. That's just my take. I think they all know what they're, they're doing. They're, they're taking, they're taking blood money. I mean, they're, 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 they're probably having to say this stuff. I mean, as I'm sure they're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to say the right thing. Dave Belleville has joined the show. Johnny is back. Dave, uh, welcome. Uh, Thanks for joining, even a few minutes late. Uh, I know it's been a while since you've been on. I think the last time you were on, we were celebrating your uh, your senior city. I, win. Is that right? <laughs> I, I think that's probably correct. That's how that's how long ago it's been. Yeah. Well, that's that's first of all, that's that's some crap that it was like nine months ago you've been on. I know. I, mean, I know. It's almost uh, time to like start over again. Yeah, I mean, I was going to call you a recurring guest, but recurring guests are on. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. More frequently, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, things going good with the golf garage? 
Yeah. Yeah. Going real well. Very busy. Um, actually still been renting out some bays even this time this year, which we didn't have a lot of last year, but yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, 105 degrees outside right now. So we actually have a couple of rentals for tomorrow. I guess guys want to play in the air conditioning. So <laughs> sounds pretty good to me. Right. Uh, I had, I, I had to sit through hunter town baseball tonight at a ah. race. Rough, rough. Um, okay, so we're right in the middle of talking about Live Golf and uh, Canadian Open. Dave, did you see much of the any of the telecasts last week on the Live Golf scene? I actually watched the Saturday round. Well, I watched a good portion of it, not all, but a decent amount of it. Yeah, I pulled it up uh, on their website, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to see what this is about. I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. So I, I saw more than Johnny, and I was I was talking about the telecast being halfway decent, but mm-hmm. also kind of lifeless, not a lot of energy to it. Yeah. A yeah. little, um, little soulless, you know, compared to what we saw Canadian open. So let's get into that guys. I don't know if the PGA tour could have dreamed this up any better for what happened on Sunday when you have the face of the tour, maybe the two faces of the tour, Rory and JT, and then a really likable star and fee now as, as being the third wheel. And, and really, I, I, I said it to Johnny Sunday morning. I said, Rory's going to win this because this is this is destiny, right? That he is, I mean, he's supposed to win this tournament this week because of everything that's going on. Um, Jay Monahan, I mean, I mean, it's like he scripted it, seriously. Johnny, what were your thoughts as, as the, that thing was coming down the stretch? Well, he, I mean, he played really good that whole event, but that, uh, that weekend and that Sunday when he rolled in that birdie putt on the first hole there from about uh, 30, 35 feet or something like that, it was like, okay, you know, it, he, he is here. He's engaged. He is ready to go. Um, and, and played great that front nine. Um, I think he shot what 30 or something like that, 500 par, something close to that. Um, you know, just the game of golf kind of away and, and hit a couple, uh, tough shots and missed a couple short putts um, as the back nine uh, progressed there. And, and, and JT, um, you know, started to turn it on. And, and I think he pulled even with him on what was that 15 or 16 or something like that. And, you know, Rory hit it close on 17 there. That was, uh, that was pretty big there, but uh, um, yeah, that was the perfect scenario for the PGA tour was the two guys who are probably the most defiantly against leaving the PGA tour in Rory and Justin Thomas were both contending and, you know, Rory's been the most vocal and for him to win, that was, that was it. And then for him to stick it to Norman there when, uh, uh in the interview there that, uh, uh, on the 18th green, what was pretty good, but, you know, it had everything that the, the live golf event, you know, lacked was the, the, the compelling finish, the star power at the at the very end, um, a great golf course. Um, they, they broadcasted it well. It was in wonderful shape. The fans were incredible there. Um, it was as good as as they could have had, and, and I think that was absolutely needed from those who had watched the live golf event. You know that ended on Saturday. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's as good as a as like a regular PGA Tour tournament that you'll ever see. I mean, it's, it had everything you could ever ask for. Dave, before you came on, I, w- I was mentioning that stars matter. They, they just do. I mean, Tiger, anytime he played in a tournament in the past 20 years, you just cared more. And, and I feel that way a little bit 
right now when Rory, JT are teeing it up, even Scheffler now, I'm paying more attention. That's still something that Liv is not there. You know, they might have more guys come over. They have a couple guys, but PJ Tour still has that star power factor. I mean, that matters, right? Yeah, no, it does. Um, <clears throat> I really think, and Johnny mentioned it really well, I don't think the PGA could have scripted a better Sunday finish. Um, face of the tour, like you said, likable guy. And it just was compelling golf for a quote-unquote average tournament. Or, And I mean, no offense, Canadians aren't going to feel it that way. But I'm saying for a regular tour Oops. event, a non-major, um, probably one of the best ones in, in, a, in the last few years, you know, you had your best players playing great golf. Um, I mean, at one point JT was what six under through eight holes, six under through nine holes. I mean, I don't remember what it was, uh, right when he basically caught up and I mean, it was just very riveting, compelling golf. And I did watch a decent part of Saturday's live round, which was their final round. And it was, in some aspects, it was enjoyable. Charles Schwartzel is a very good golfer. He's a very good player. Um, is he a star, kind of like you mentioned? No, but I mean, it's it, it was it was okay, but it was very, I'll call it bland, um, from a announcer standpoint, from a the way it was presented standpoint. Um, and again, that's not really being critical. It's just being observant more than anything else. I, I think it'll get better. I really do. Um, and speaking of that, if we have time, I've, I've talked to a couple of guys. I got a couple of ideas what they probably should do, but that's a separate issue. Um, but no, it was a great tournament. I did watch a decent amount of the PGA Tour event on Sunday as well. And it was just a really good tournament with really good players. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think on this podcast, we have talked about there's there's things that the PGA Tour does doesn't do well um the product isn't perfect there's you know with cbs has an issue of really you know jt's standing up there on the 18th c and they're doing the the, the eye on the course playing through there's i'm like not on the 18th hole guys right. like right. I, it's just there's certain things in the coverage and that isn't all tour related and i know we have sponsor obligations and so forth but I'm hoping that Jay Monahan uses this as an opportunity to try to improve the product. And how, what, what are some ways that we can make these stars stay? Because you know, I'm, maybe I mentioned in a text to Johnny or maybe it was Zach that the tours, you know, one or two of these dominoes, these star players from really being in insignificant trouble, a Morikawa, a Scheffler um, going to this tour where you start worrying about the future. Because this, these guys aren't going away. Billions of dollars are going to be funneled into this for the foreseeable future, and they don't care if it fails. They, you know, or if the, or if the product isn't good because it's just again the the money that the PGA Tour is facing in this is insurmountable. They don't have the resources to compete, so they have to they have to do it in a creative way. So I'm hoping Jay Monahan can use his um, use his creative hat and think of some ways to improve the products. Um, right, so. Other takeaways from the Canadian Open, guys. Um, Rory's really, really good, and he seems like he's on his game right now. I mean, um, he had he made a couple long putts. You know, had a chip in Sunday. Also missed a couple three footers, um, but it feels like he's pretty close to. I mean, at the top of his game right now, going to the U.S. Open, Johnny. Betting stuff. 
Yeah. I, I mean, this is what we were looking for was, um, you know, for, was for him to play well and, and kind of, you know, peak his game for this coming week here. Um, I bet him to win last week at, in Canada. And I also bet him for the U.S. Open. I thought he was going to win uh, at least one of the two weeks there. And uh, ended up dump speak. So, you know, that was a, that was a big deal for me to see him, you know, you know, get that momentum of playing well. Um, there's a few little things he's going to have to button up, but you know, that's just, I think any tour pro can say that. And, you know, those little putts uh, here and there, it's just, uh, you know, being a little bit better on those, but uh, um, this was also a real good event. Um, I think it's a great preview for the U S open, uh, a very similar type golf course. It's an old school golf course. Um, they didn't, they didn't obviously have it nearly as hard because you don't want these guys to, to grind that hard for two straight weeks but you know just a similar look to how the golf course uh would play here at the at the country club at, at the u.s open so you know that's that's uh that's something there so you know i think a, a lot of them are going to see the same type of golf course they can if they're played well they can ride that momentum into the u.s open yeah uh unfortunately it was one of those weeks where we talked about our best bets and i was going to post them and uh rory was going to be my best bet to win and uh didn't didn't get them up didn't post them on wednesday tough scene on that but uh i know you and i both benefited from from rory last week i know we're both high on him this week dave uh outside rory jt uh i know he missed the cut at colonial but comes back after the major and he's he's looking really really strong going in the u.s is looking really good um Quick question, and I don't know the answer, but I, I I know one of you guys might. Who's the last person that won the week before the U.S. Open and then won the U.S. Open? That That's my only scary thing about with Rory. I, I mean, I almost kind of wish he would have lost either in a playoff or, you know, or, or by a shot or something. Because, I mean, to me, it, it's harder to win back-to-back weeks like that than it is if you come Absolutely. really close. And, and whatever. I mean, that, don't get that, me wrong. I love the kid. I hope he does. But and the answer is Rory from uh, 2014, right? I believe that correct. Yes, I think he won the WGC uh, Bridgestone and then won yep. the PGA at Valhalla. Won the PGA, yep. yep. Yeah, it. that's so. it, that. That is a concern, you know. But it feels like he is playing with so much confidence right now. And I, I mentioned it on last week's show, being at the memorial and seeing him in person. The way he carries himself on the course is just like he is the dude. And he's walking with so much swagger right now. Like it just, it just feels like it's time. I mean, I don't think the golf course is necessarily the absolute perfect fit, but man, if he brings that wedge game that he had the Canadian open last week, uh, that's going to go a long way this week. And uh, his short game is strong. His putting this year is really good. Um, Things are just looking up. I feel like Um, Johnny, any other takeaways from uh, Canadian open? Uh, Our our boy, Justin Rose, uh, blowing a 59 in the last hole with bogey. That's tough. Should have shot 57, shot 60. I mean, not taken away from how amazing he he hit the ball. But, yeah, that was uh, – um, he was looking good there. And uh, he got that flyer, just hit it in the rough on, on 18 there and hit it way over the green and, and had pretty much in it uh, really, really difficult up and down. But, uh, you know, awesome. that, that's, that's a good play. And that guy – couldn't miss an iron shot that uh, uh, that entire day just about. He shot 60 with three bogeys, right? That's insane. 
That's insane. Oh, wow. I think I saw that Justin Ray had the stat on Twitter that he was, um, according since they've been tracking this hole by hole, that the only guy to shoot 60 with the bogey on the last hole. I mean, that's. Yeah, you got to think a guy gets maybe one or two chances out of 59 in his career like that. So that might have been his chance. He might he might profile decently this week though actually um, but uh, talk about I tell you what I, I I'm I I'm not gonna pick him but I really like how his game is trending um, he's had a rough what 18 24 months ish yeah. um, he switched clubs to um, was it Hanma oh yeah and that lasted what four weeks five weeks but he's really struggled since that even when he switched back so. Yeah. yeah, became number one player in the world, switched to Hanma, and then this game just plummeted. Yeah, um, which, I mean, no offense to Hanma. I, I can't imagine you could blame it all on that, but that's kind of when it started. So It's like when Bubba switched to the Volvic golf ball. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's totally. Like, what are we doing here? Yep. <laughs> it's yep. like putt-putt balls. Um, all right, so we can bring the Canadian Open he, to a close. He shamelessly took the money. <laughs> It sounds familiar, doesn't it, Dave? <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, we can close the Canadian Open, and, and I guess we'll, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the Live Golf guys this week. But uh, see what happens in Portland with the next Live event. We'll have Bryson. We'll have Reed. It sounds like Wolf, maybe Bubba. I, I think he's he's injured, so probably not. But Hero uh, Varner's name being thrown around. Ricky. Hold, on, hold on a second. You just mentioned Matt Wolf. That's one I hadn't heard. Johnny's shaking his head. I think Wolf is going. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he in there accidentally in that preview? Like they had like is, a. Is that the one? I heard him say something about a PGA Bubba, Tour player. Wolf were in it. Oh, okay. All right. My fault. I didn't ever hear or read who who it was that those two guys were. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Um, yeah. I think I think Wolf's there. I think it sounds like Ricky um, from. A lot of a lot of Twitter sources. I uh, think he's going as well. A um, couple weeks before that one, that one. I'm goes so off. sorry I missed that discussion. I really wanted to be in on that, but that's all right. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on it before we move on? I mean, I mean, I, I mean not to go backwards. And I'm no, sure you're you fine. Guys Pe- people it, know how Johnny and I feel about well, it. Well, and that's and I don't. Okay, so well, I kind of sort of do Johnny a little bit. He and I talked about it a little bit, but I. Personally, I don't blame any of those guys that want to literally set themselves up for the rest of their lives. And I don't blame any of them for taking the money. Um, I really struggle with, you know, uh, the PGA Tour and, and people in the United States that say, you know, all these human rights violations and all that, which don't get me wrong. There's millions of them. There are, they have their problems, but you know what? Our government and our people aren't innocent. Okay. So that's kind of my take there from that standpoint. Um, but yeah, I just, I would have a hard time if somebody said, hey, okay, and it's just me. So if they say, Hey, here's $5 million, will you come play? Unless I know for a fact that that money was stolen from a drug cartel and they're going to come back and find it. Um, you know what? That's uh, okay. The other, the other thing is Johnny, we talked about it before somebody comes into you says, I'm going to pay you 10 times what you're making right now. And you only got to work two days a week instead of seven. I mean, I, 
it's like, hmm, let me think about it. I don't know. So I get it. I don't, I don't, but at the same point in time, I don't fault Rory. I don't fault Justin. I don't fault those other guys that are saying we're not doing it. Um, I also would say, let's see how long they keep saying that. Um, Cause I tell sure. you the more guys that go uh, the easier it's going to be for those guys to go. Does that make any sense? Sure. Oh. That, and that's why I mentioned they're one or two dominoes away from really yeah. being in yeah. trouble. Uh, I, you know, a, a star, a Rom, sure, that kind of guy. Sure. Yeah. Which, I, by the way, I Rom, really, I lo- if anyone didn't see what John Rom said today, I thought it was great. And I didn't see what John said, but did you see what um, Brooks Kepka said? I did. Yeah. That Brooks, I thought. Brooks is, I thought that was Brooks pretty good. For his number, Brooks is gone. He is just waiting for his number. Well, and I want. That's why yeah. they let. That's why they gave Chase the money. Because yeah. they he, knew they'd probably end up getting Brooks. He, he didn't deny it today in that yeah. press conference. Yeah. He is just waiting I, on his number. I get it. But he's also like, I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah. We're here That's for the, for the U.S. He Open. Want. Exactly. But he's he like, I feel sorry for the USGA for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we've talked about not necessarily being like a moral compass on yeah. the show. Yeah. But, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of – there's a lot of uh, – vibes around this that are just kind of make you feel kind of gross. I, I get why a guy like Andy Ogletree chased Kepka win because the, Andy Ogletree, he can't, he can't make a start. Yeah. Uh, Chase Kepka can't make a start. So yeah. I get it. James guy, Pyatt. I, I get it. A guy like D I, and I get, I get Richard Bland. I get Lee Westwood. Sure. I get Pulsar. Sure. I don't get, I don't get DJ DJs. He's made over. Uh, he's the third career earner on the PGA tour. No arguing that. And all that he's playing for really is his legacy. And now he's, he's kind of just said, I don't care about legacy. I, I want the $125 million. And I, I guess that's fine. I, I, that's why I'm, I'm appreciating JT and Rory a little more because they, they give a shit about the history of the game and where their place is going to be when they're done playing, at least what, where, where they're at right sure. now. Sure. I appreciate that as a competitor, as a guy that cares about. Yeah. And I get that, but it, it, you, you may not be old enough. Johnny may not be old enough. I'm barely old enough to remember when the PGA tour and the PGA of America split. Um, it was similarly contentious uh, as far as, I mean, it wasn't the Saudi, you know, quote unquote, blood money, whatever, but it was nonetheless contentious in that we don't think you're doing what's best for us. We got to look out for ourselves. So it was very, very uh, shattered for a while um, once that happened. But after that happened, they were able to work on their reputation. They started doing things different, better. Then they started working together again uh, a little bit more as well. So, you know, to, to, to grow and get better, you got to make things hurt. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's it, <laughs> you go to the gym and you hurt for a while, but then you get better. Um, so I, I really do think there will be a, I'm not sure I want to call it a reconciliation, but I do think there will be a compromise coming soon. You will see some of the main guys play live events. You will see DJ, Kevin Na, some of those other guys back on the regular tour. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, this year, or even next year. Um, but like you said, this, this thing is here. It's here. And We'll, as the PGA tour, would you rather have 
No, no Dustin Johnson at any of your tournaments, no Patrick Reed at any of your tournaments, list whatever other names on down you want, or would you rather to come to some sort of compromise where at least you've got those guys for 14 or 15 tournaments a year? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the answer, but there has to be some sort of compromise coming up at some point. I, I don't know. And one of the other uh, dominoes to drop is uh, the European Tour uh, or the DP World Tour. Sorry, I keep going back to the Euro yeah, Tour, but uh, yeah. they they haven't really came out and said anything. Uh, Keith Pelly, the the commissioner there, he hasn't said a word. Uh, I, I haven't really got any any. I haven't read anything that says they're leaning one way or the other. Um, if they're going to take a PGA Tour type stance and and you know threaten suspension, the, or the fact that they haven't said anything to me. Tells me all you need to know. Because, I mean, they already played two events in, in Saudi Arabia anyway on their tour. Sure. So how can you then cut off that finger or arm or whatever when you're already playing there? And, and again, you can go right back to it. Would you like to have Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson, whoever else you want, play your tour a few more events? I mean, at least at that point, they've got somewhere to play. You know, if they want to play more than just the live events, so. And I think two things. I think one, this just puts a larger emphasis on the majors. Uh, you know, it already brings the best players in the world together. But even, but now with potentially this being split for the foreseeable future, now the majors are going to matter even more. And the other, the other key component is. Are these live events going to have world ranking points um, eventually? Um, because if they do, then that's a huge component to the majors. A guy like DJ is obviously exempt for life of the Masters. Mickelson is. DJ's got an exemption for a few years based off of um, you know some of the things he's done. But a lot of these, a lot of these other guys would potentially just start dropping the world rankings and lose out on the majors. A guy like Kevin Na, um, or, or a future guy like Jason Kokrak, who's going to go. Uh, so I think unless I think, they unless they can go to the DP World Tour and play, right. they're getting world ranking points there. Right. Yeah. So I, I think we we need a couple more pieces to the pie to see how this is all going to filter out before we can learn how this is all going to get pieced together. Maybe going into 2023, some of this is solved. But I think this is going to be a nonstop story the rest of the fall. Oh, 100 percent. Real quick. Did either of you watch much of the, the live stuff at all this weekend? I saw quite a bit Thursday morning, first morning, because I was curious. Um, I watched a little bit Saturday as, as Charles won. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I was confused about the team aspect. I didn't really understand the scoring. Um, I didn't understand how some of the teams were drafted, and and there was the team that won Charles' team with, right. with Brandon Grace was yeah. kind of predestined. So I didn't really yeah. get how all that works. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I know they just had basically a blind draft. I mean, they did a snake draft kind of like uh, for your fantasy football league, I guess. But I personally really enjoyed that aspect of it, the team event thing, um, just as something different. Um, but we're talking about the coverage just real quick. If, if, if the Live Golf guys were smart, they would leave it on the internet to do some sort of pay-per-view and mic up the caddies. How, how great would it be to have like an uncensored live feed of caddy and player as they're going around the golf course the whole time? 
I mean, you know, whether there's extra curse words or what, I don't know, but to be able to be, and I know the PGA tour does a little bit of it, but like not enough though. Right. hundred percent. I mean, I love, I mean, I know they always put Jordan Spieth and Michael Greller on there, but to just hear that conversation between those guys, as far as what goes into a shot, what they're thinking about. I mean, you put that, you put that on those guys on, on, on the live, the live caddies and what have you, and you're going to get, I mean, you're going to get conversations you probably would never hear on regular TV and maybe you don't want to, but that's why you do a pay-per-view. You know, it's the HBO version of golf coverage, basically. I mean, I, I personally think that would be pretty cool. I would like to see more of that. I would, yeah. yeah I think that is the interesting. Yeah. Um, that is the interesting stuff that we don't get enough of. Uh, Johnny, uh, put it put a capper on this and we'll move on to the USO. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they they're talking about it grew legs, and you know, they had an event. They completed the event. Supposedly, everybody who played in the event got paid, and you know, they're already talking about uh, you know possibly fifteen events for next year, and you know, it's just how many of these PGA tour guys that they can convince to, to, you know, to, uh, um, you know, defect over. And I think a big thing that the, the PGA tour is going to have to do, um, is they're going to have to live with this, whether it's going to be a, uh, you know, a, a major thing or, or a minor thing, but the guys who are currently the, the superstars out there that are currently out there, they're gonna they're gonna do what they're gonna do. They're 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 established enough that they may use this as as a retirement fund type thing. Um, the big thing though is is there uh, is these young guys is these young guys coming out of college. You know when they're fighting for starts on the Corn Ferry Tour, you know they can instead get three to five to ten million dollars guaranteed to play in these events. And and I think for a lot of people, it's going to end up being a deal. So they're going to have to further push the prestige and the competition of the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour saying, you know, you're not going to make enough money, but is is your legacy as a uh, as a you know professional athlete bigger than the, the guaranteed check that uh, that this government's going to end up giving us. So it'll be interesting to see who emerges uh, at Pumpkin Ridge um, next month here, and and uh, you know where they go from there. But uh, definitely, definitely more impressed in what happened overall, as far as players going over and the event actually going through and everything like that, than what I thought I'd be. So so we'll see. But the PJ Tour's got an issue on their hands. Definitely have to monitor that as as we go along and uh, the rest of the season and in the future. And we'll definitely it's something we'll definitely be talking about uh, uh, on this podcast, uh, uh, especially as we lead into the next event. All right, let's do the U.S. Open, guys. Um, I was looking at this today. We're on like an incredible run of major champions in golf for a long time. <laughs> I I was kind of astounded when I was like, who was the last like kind of like what the hell winner in a major um i came up with danny willett the year speed gags it away in 2016 also uh 2016 jimmy walker uh johnny and i's guy mr lyme disease jimmy walker winning the pga but at the time jimmy walker was like a top 20 player so it wasn't that crazy you could even go back maybe to i don't ernie ells winning the open in 2012 um 
there's been just so many stars that have won majors uh, since then that I was I was kind of astounded. I kind of lost track of 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 how good it's been, and, and even I mean this year, Scheffler and JT. So I, I was kind of thinking, are we are we due for like a just a not, I don't want to say a fluke winner, but just say out of nowhere winner, like a Davis Riley, someone like that, where you're like, oh, first career win, never won on tour out of the top 50 in the world, something like that? Or do you guys feel like this is this is going to be a star type of week? Dave? Um, I got to go with the stars, um, to be honest with you. There's, there's still, I consider, 15 to 20 guys that are, you know, you may have A stars, B stars, but they're, they're still stars. And I just, I think for a U.S. Open, I, man, like you said, I can't think of, the last, and I don't, I don't want to call them a fluke. They're obviously their play, and it's not a fluke, but non-top-tier guy that actually won it. I mean, you could go back and do Ben Curtis with the British Open, or excuse me, the Open, and you could do Sean McKeel with the PGA. But like you said, you look back through that U.S. Open list, and, and you're a player. I mean, plain and simple. So I, I do not think it's going to be a lower-tiered guy. Um, and, and I say that lower tier, that's not yeah. fair either, but you know what I mean? Out, outside of the top 35 in the world, I don't think you're going to see that. Stop being so damn respectful. Dave. Uh, you I mean, know, I'm Hey, sure. you know what? Golf is hard, dude. <laughs> if they're there, they, they're good. <laughs> Let's look at Fran Quinn, 57 years old. I, I love that story. That I love that story. Awesome. Um, Johnny, what about you? Why Yang kind of week or no? This golf course, there's, there's so many elite players that you know if you look at it the top 20 25 or so in the world are so good and and you know there's not a huge variance from number 25 to number 70 but there is a variance and you know typically as the usga tries to do they want the cream to rise to the top and yeah are we going to see a uh, a Lucas Glover or Steve Jones win again, you know, something like that. I, I don't think so. Now, with that being said, though, if there is a golf course that might let them in and, and do that, it could be a course like this, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily favor the the ridiculously long hitters. Um, uh, a shorter guy could get around the golf course, I, I should say. So, you know, I don't think that's going to happen this week because it is the U S open and it's a classic U S open setup, but with as many just unbelievably good and talented players, they have it in the, in the top of the world rankings. I, I think we're going to have to choose from, from one of those guys in the top 2025 20, to find a winner. I'm, I'm really glad you, you mentioned Lucas Glover. It took me back to the Memorial a couple weeks ago and I was walking the course and we, we were walking uh, by the 11th grade and, and Lucas Glover was playing. And I told my kid, I said, I said, Oh, it looks like uh, Glover's on the green. And I said, like, I said, you know, he won a major, right? And he was like, he looked at me like, huh. I said, I said, yeah, oh, 2009 U S open. He said, Lucas Glover won a major. I said, I know man, crazy times. I say beat Ricky Barnes of all people. Um, of course oh he had no God. idea who that was, but I uh, had to, had to give him some golf history. He and, was and David Duvall, I believe. And David not? Duvall. Was that was Revitalized Duvall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he couldn't believe Lucas Glover won a major. I still can't believe it. Um, all right, so the Country Club this week, um, 
And uh, I, I'm interested in your guys' take. Uh, shorter golf course, not necessarily what we saw Torrey Pines last year, Wingfoot in 2020, Aaron Hills, Shinnecock, 7,200 plus yards, shorter course. It's It really seems to emphasize accuracy off the tee. As Johnny mentioned, I mean, the rough looks really thick. Uh, a lot of hazards in play off the tee as well. A lot of slope to the fairways. Um, to me, it, it just seems like it sets up for someone that puts the ball in play. I mean, it's kind of a misnomer, but fairways and greens never hurt you in the U.S. Open. And it seems like it's headed that way this year. Small greens. Um, so I do think scrambling is going to be uh, a key component to – who is going to be at the top of the leaderboard. Um, you're going to miss your fair share of greens because they're so small. Everyone's going to miss them. Who can get the ball up and down is going to be important. Johnny, I know you had some thoughts we were talking about before we went live. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is a shorter course by, by modern day U S open standards. It's 7,260 yards or something like that. Par 70, which as firm as the golf course has been looking um, that I've seen on Twitter, on Instagram, on live from, uh, these these past couple of days, the the ball is rolling and and rolling a lot of yards. So so the guys who hit it like you know Bryson and DJ and everything, they, they'll have obviously they'll always have an advantage. But guys who hit it shorter, um, they can still get it out there. And I think they're all going to have mid to, to long irons going into a lot of these greens. And like you said, so getting it in play is going to be critical. And that's that's the U.S. Open thing. I mean, is is it tests all parts of your game, but especially you've got to be able to drive it well and drive it straight, and you have to have shots coming in from the fairway there. Um, for example, and this is not the U.S. Open related, but last week, if anybody saw the coverage, they saw just, Justin Rose with that approach shot. He came in from the rough and had a, had a flyer lie, and – the ball sailed probably 30 to 40 yards farther than what he wanted to land the ball um, because of the, the, because he wasn't coming in from the fairway there. So, you know, that's very similar here. Although this rough is going to be thicker. It's just going to be kind of a chip out type thing. And then the greens, the greens are tiny and slope. So they're tiny like pebble beach greens, um, but slope like Southern Hills or Oakland Hills. And, and the rough around it, from what they're saying, is is long, but it's playable. So you're going to have to have guys that can scramble, like you said, that can chip the ball and pitch the ball well. And then, like in any U.S. Open and uh, any real major championship, you've got to make the five-footers. You're going to have a lot of par putts from three, four, five, six feet, and they're going to slope a lot, and you've got to make them. you just got to make them to contend and um, – you know, and that's what I think I, I kind of said, you know, pretty much every part of your game is going to be tested, which is true. But I think this one's going to be where a little bit more open as far as, uh, um, you know, the driver length and, and how far these guys hit the ball is going to be the, the big thing that I, I see as, as far as who can contend here. Dave, I don't know what you've seen as far as the golf course um, <clears throat> this week so far. What do you what, what do you think the score is going to end up? I mean, we've seen some of the the U.S. Opens the last couple of years, right? Five, minus five, minus six, going uh, back a couple of years. It, it, it did get to double digits that Gary Woodland year, but oh, I, what, and, what, and what yeah. do you prefer for your U.S. Open? Do you want Par to be a the 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 the, the true test? Just a personal preference in the U.S. Open. I I prefer to see 
no more than five to six under being your winner. I really, and, and this might sound a little sadistic, I love come Sunday seeing one or two under is leading and you got eight guys within three shots at plus two or plus one or, or even or whatever. I just, I find that very compelling and enjoyable because to me, you got a minus 28 or a minus 30 golf tournament. You take half the field out of that because there's a lot of guys just don't make that many birdies. But in the U.S. Open, and, and Johnny mentioned it, those five-footers, if you can make those five, six, seven-footers for par, that's just like making birdies at any other tournament because that's what keeps your round going. That's what keeps you nearer to that even. Um, that's that's the, that's a huge, huge part. So, I mean, I guess if it got to seven or eight or so, that's not bad. But I'm, I'm not a big fan of the U.S. Open guys getting to 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, you know, whatever. Um, I guess if somebody has a crazy good week, then that that's happens. I just, I don't see that. I, I see five, six, maybe seven. I, I don't remember what was, do you remember what Faldo was when he won there? The last time, one of the last times it was there. 88 was the last time the country club held. Okay. Faldo, Faldo lost to Curtis Strange. Oh, that's right. Lost to Curtis. Um, I, 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 I don't, playoff, that's right. I, I don't have that in front of me. It, it, that's okay. I just, a different, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let you down. I can, you, you I can never do. You I never can, do. I can find that while we're talking. <laughs> um, no worries. <laughs> I'm with you though. I want these guys to be tested. I, yeah. I I like I like anywhere from two to five under. You know, I wouldn't hate it if it's six seven. Um, you know, the year at Aaron Hills was kind of a letdown. I know yeah. that they were re- relying on on more weather, more winds. Yeah, uh, they just didn't get it. Didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I don't need to see plus five like the O six the O six Open yeah. when when Mickelson you know, tragically lost that one. I think it was Ogilvy winning at plus five. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to see that either because that's just, this is hard to watch. Yeah. that's um, I, And that's the other thing. I'm sorry you mentioned it, but yeah, I don't like when, was that the year that Goosen like five putted or six putted and they almost went out and watered in the middle of the tournament because the greens were almost seriously dying. Um, I think that I was like that Shinnecock. That's right. That's, uh, right. that's, right. that's, right. that's right. I don't like that either. I mean, I like it hard. I like it fair, but I don't yeah. like it uh, right. goofy golf either. Right. Yeah. We don't. We don't need Zach Johnson coming on. Yes. And saying, saying that they lost the course. <laughs> Thursday afternoon. I better see that on Twitter. That picture. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, all right, boys. Let's get to. By the way, uh, Dave Curtis. Strange one at six under defeating six under. Okay. So I, I truly again little different era 88 versus now. Technology is so much different between now and then, but I would predict that you're gonna see a similar score. I would say within two shots of that will be your final score, one way or the other. Okay. All right. Uh let's get into the odds and the players. This is gonna be fun to talk about. Uh I think I counted four, five, six, I think. 10 guys that are under 30 to one. It starts with Rory at uh, 10 to one. This is on DraftKings. Of course, check your, check your preferred sports book for different odds, different numbers. I would always advocate for odds. Checker is a great site to get the best odds in every player. Rory McIlroy on DraftKings is at 10 to one. JT's at 11, John Rahm at 12. Scotty Scheffler, a little bit under the radar. It feels like at 14 to one. Xander, here we go. 16 to one. Um, don't get it. Pat Cantley at 20. 
Cam Smith at 22, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, and DJ at 28 to 1. Those are the guys that are under 30. Um, Johnny, so we already talked about McElroy a lot. Um, I, I mean, it's it's tough to bet the favorite in any tournament, much less a major, but there's just so much to like about what he's doing on the golf course and to kind of get the win out of the way. I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing before a major, as Dave alluded to, but it's hard not to like everything about what he's doing, not just last week, but leading into last week as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and that's what scares me is that there, you know, there, there's a lot to like about it. And, and generally, you know, that that's when things kind of can go South there because of the expectations. Um, yes. The, I, I think his game is there to win, uh, to win a major championship. And I think he could definitely win this week. And I think he can win back to back weeks. I, I don't particularly like betting guys to do, to do that, but this is the U S open. So, you know what, we, we make, uh, we're going to give it a go. Cause like I said, I bet him uh, before the Canadian open last week to win. And I'm, I'm, I'm still good with it. Um, the one thing is, is he really hasn't won a major championship with these types of conditions when it gets firm and fast, he is, you know, better with the uh, uh, typically with the softer conditions where he can be aggressive with his irons and, and, you know, and, and his drives for, for that matter as well. So, you know, I think this is going to take a certain type of, uh, of adjustment uh, for his game, but maybe we're there and, and maybe, you know, with this win and how, how anti live and how great he's playing and, and this finish, that we're going to fall in love with him and ready for heartbreak once again. But I think I'm, I, that's a hill this week that I'm prepared to die on. If that's what ends up happening, um, 10 to one, I don't love the odds, but this is, there, there's not a lot of guys who could win this. So I think you kind of got to throw the odds out the window. And, and if you get, if you like a guy to win, you just got to bet it. I think he is one of the guys uh, who could definitely win it. And, and I don't see, I don't have a problem finding him at 10 to one or, um, or even if it's a little bit less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with, I, I bet Rory today as well. I, uh, and in fact, it was the largest uh, golf bet I've ever placed um, on Rory to win. Um, so <laughs> this could go great or it could just, he could do the thing where he's three over through seven holes on Thursday morning. And you're like, shit, I should have seen this coming. Um, Dave, I, I mean, kind of hammered Rory, JT, Rom, Scheffler, that next group. Do you have a preference there? I mean, JT, we know how hard it is to win back-to-back majors. Brooks was the last guy to do it in 2018. Rom has kind of been – he's kind of fallen off his form from the fall. And Scheffler, like I said, no one's talking about him all of a sudden. Yeah, and I – his game's still good. I just I, – I think he's going to be there, to be honest with you. I just – don't have him winning myself. I do think he'll be in the mix. I don't have him winning. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not high on Rom at all right now either. I just don't think his game is where it needs to be for the test that these guys are going to have. I'm not sure. Has anybody checked the weather forecast? Is there supposed to be much wind or rain or anything at all this weekend? Not much rain, uh, light, decent winds. I mean, okay. nothing to really right. – I mean, it's supposed to be pretty great weather, though. Okay. Of, all right. That's right. I was just curious. I mean, I just, like I said, John's still a great player. I just don't see him being able to get it done this week. Nothing in his form the last six months has said, oh yeah, I'm going to pick him for the U S open. So 
Um, I'll be honest with you, the name right there, and I'm, I happen to be on uh, DraftKings, but the name I'm looking at top of the list is Cam Smith at plus 1,800. Um, we were talking about making those five-footers. Uh, Johnny mentioned a while ago, this man can put the lights out of it. So, um, And he's got a good iron game. He's just he's just played well most of the year. So uh, that that's, that's the first name that jumped off for me as far as any of the main favorites. So. If Cam can put it in play off the tee, that's, yeah, his, that's his Achilles heel. And he really lost it at the Memorial. But his iron play has been great this year. We know how good of a putter and – get the ball up and down. So I'm, I'm with you. If he can just figure out the T ball, then I, yeah, I think he's got, yeah. some, got some potential. Johnny, uh, I, I, I know you, I know you bet Cantley a while ago. I, you said you're not feeling as good about it. I mean, we both loved him at Southern Hills and he let us down. He just not has been, he's just not been a good major player in his career so far. It's just, that's just the way it is. That, that is absolutely the way it is. Yeah. I did bet him quite a while ago. Um, I don't even know at 20 to one, if I would bet him, I think just cause I think we've got some, you know, residual bad tastes in our mouth from having, having bet him and been high on him in, in big time events, you know, particularly majors and just, he really hasn't been that, that type of player there, but he, he, he fits the, the, the mold of a U.S. open champion so well. So, I think that's kind of why I, I like the number. I can't even remember what number I got him at, but uh, um, you know, it's just he's so tempting because he he could definitely win. He gets that putter going, and he's not going to miss anything, you know, as far as a short putt. And he just he's just so solid from tee to green there. So, you know, I I, I kind of like him. I don't know if I'd bet him now though. I don't think I would, if I didn't have him already on my card, um, but. He's just he's kind of your your wild card in that top section there where you know you could get great play and he could win by two shots or he could miss the cut like he did at Southern Hills when we you know we were so big up there. Who else do you like there um, under the, the 30 to one number, Johnny? Um, I you know I, I did want to mention some guys I don't like. I do agree I don't like Rom this week and Scotty Scheffler's putting. He has uh, lost some strokes to the field here these past several weeks. So the ball striking's there. The putting's not. And I think we're just kind of seeing, you know, it leveling off from when he was making everything, you know, winning all those events there. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna steal your guy here, Sam Burns. I mean, I, he, he his game is so good. And he was, you know, he had some uh, – he played pretty good in Canada, I think. Uh, for for a little while there, and you know he he's a threat. I think he can win anywhere. We talked about it. Uh, I think after his last win there, is could he win a major? Yeah, I, I think he could. As well as he puts the ball, seems he putting it pretty well. Um, he's a guy I like, and I, I like him as even a win bet, but a top ten bet as well. It uh, looks like he's sitting at plus three thirty in the top ten, so he's going to be on my card too. I really like him. Dave, you 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 uh, seem to have a feeling about Burns. I, I'm guessing yeah, positive stolen. That was like going to be my next one. <laughs> and he's um, played. He's been playing great the last. He few has months. played really well, and and like John said, the man can putt it. So I really really like that uh, that particular pick. Um, I'm not feeling Will Zalatoris to be honest with you. I, I just think the the. Ooh. 
I don't want to, I don't, uh-oh, what was mm-hmm. that? Was that your guy? Is that, is that where you're going next? No, go ahead, go ahead. Just go ahead. no I just, I just, we'll no, fair enough. I just don't think, you're talking about putting. I just don't think that stroke of his is going to hold up in a U.S. Open. I just don't. You, you don't feel striking, you don't feel you don't feel confidence in that stroke. <laughs> I I I feel confident in that stroke because I know that stroke, but I don't think his stroke that stroke's going to win him a U.S. Open. Uh, uh, but no, I, I yeah, the only other than Sam Burns, the only other one in that group that I was looking at uh, in that general middle area was Max Homa. Uh, again, on on uh, DraftKings, he's plus thirty five hundred, and he's played really well the last three, four, five months as well and can, can roll the rock. So, you know, again, yes, that's going to be a big part of it, but you got to keep it in play off the tee too. So we'll see how that goes for him. Okay. Let's, let's, let's talk about that, that group that's 30 to one and, and a little bit above that. And and we didn't really talk about speeds or DJ guys. I saw DJ is right now at 2,800 on DraftKings. I saw him earlier in the week at 4,500 on FanDuel. Um, I mean, that's, that's getting to a range where you're like, Oh, that's, that's hard not to, to make a play on, you yeah, know, if it was I mean, 45, 45 plus 45 I mean, something. That's when you kind of go, Hmm. I mean, DJ's maybe been the best U S open player the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Brooks obviously has a claim to that more recently, but um, all right. So Colin Morikawa uh, starts the next group at plus 3000. Uh, man, we'll talk about him in a second. Will Zalatoris at 3000 uh, Fitzpatrick at 3000. He of course won the 2013 us ham here at this golf course. Uh, Neiman at 35, Shane Larry at 35, Hovland at 35, Finau and Berger also at 35. Um, Boost Hazen, Hideki Brooks at 40, Sanjay at 40. A um, couple comments here. I feel like the last time Colin Morikawa drifted this far back was the open championship last year. And he won. I can't remember seeing 30 on Morikawa's name for a long, long time. Um, I know he's not been playing well. And um, there's, it's not just, it's not just putting. It's just, he's just been inc- more inconsistent with the ball striking. It seems like his chipping also has really fallen off as well. Um I don't know. Do do you take a chance with Morikawa sliding back at all, or this is just a pass, Johnny? Uh, it, it's a pass for me. I was I was doing some research on him because I was like, why is he thirty to one? So what I found out was okay. So so Mor- Kyle Morikawa hits a hits like a baby fade, just a little little cut shot. That's his natural ball flight. He ha- has him and his swing coach have both said that. He is hitting a draw because that's the only thing that he feels he's got control. He cannot cut the ball right now, and they cannot figure out why. They have researched back from his college days at Cal. They've looked at every swing video that they can find on cell phones, on on, on the internet, and everything like that to figure out why he's not hitting that patented cut, um, which is perfect for a U.S. Open. And they just can't figure it out there. So there's some things going on there. And you're right. This might be the week he might wake up Thursday morning, get on the range and hit that baby fade like he normally does and just knock the pins out. You know, they, they could be there. But when when you don't know how to hit your hit your go to shot there, if it's if the ball's spinning sideways, the, the, the opposite direction, um, you, you've got you got some issues. So. I, I'm not going to bite on that number. I, it's a great number to get if you think I'm 
you know, that, that, that this isn't correct and he'll wake up and find it. But, you know, he just, when, when I heard that, and if you can't control your ball that way, you, you know, yeah, I, I don't think you can win this, this, this difficult on this difficult of a golf course this week. Yeah. Um, Dave, the, the Tony Finau issue, um, but great the last four or five, six weeks after really slumping. Um, I mean, it's, it's taken a bit of a leap of faith for him to, uh, uh, in him to think he can win a, a major championship after only winning two tournaments. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't go that far. I, I love the guy. I really do. I, I think he's a huge fan favorite. I just, man, I kind of go back to the putting He has tournaments where he puts it great and then he'll have three or four where he's, not so great. And I just, I want to root for him in there. I just, I, I could not bet him for sure. I just don't think there's quite enough experience for him to get it done. Again, he's got what, two wins and a couple hundred and some starts. Um, I just, uh, to me, he would be classified as one of those uh, non- superstar players to win it and and like we mentioned before i just don't see that happen this week i really don't go back to zalatoris um dave johnny and i are i mean we're just big zalatoris guys so I, 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 I think we're we're both heavy on him i i i'm just wondering if if the u.s i mean he obviously elevates his game for the majors is i mean his major record is incredible so far earlier in his career i wonder if the u.s open though where uh ball striking is more at a premium and and you know maybe putting is mitigated just just a touch where par's fine and uh par's not gonna hurt you at u.s open and if he misses a eight footer for birdie you know he's still going to be making pars and, and guys, his ball striking is going to help him rise to the top. That's the argument for him this week. Sorry. And, I, mean, I, don't, him is, I don't disagree with that at all. My only thing is if he were, and I, I don't know what he's at, he's at plus 2,500 on the app I'm looking at. If he were plus 35 or 45, I, I would feel a little different. I just think he's overvalued on, uh, uh, Caesar's app that I'm that I happen to be looking at. So I don't get me wrong. I love the dude too. I really do. Um, okay. so, yeah. Fair point. Johnny, who else in that range that we uh, just mentioned? Well, I, I, I want to mention Zalatoris. You know, I made that face when, uh, when, when Dave mentioned that he didn't <laughs> like him this week, I, I saw everything I needed to see at Southern Hills. Why I think he's going to win this week. Um, you know, Yes, he had the he had that weird hitch on his putting stroke and everything, but you know him making that putt on the seventy second hole to get in the playoff there was was huge. And I think he's got total control over uh, over his game. Like he like you know the driving he's always been great at the iron play he's he's one of the best in the world at. And I think with the putting it it is you know it looking like you want to vomit there when you're watching it, but you know what he knows. He knows what he's going to do with it, and and he knows what he's going to do with it. It's not pretty, but it puts the ball in the hole. And I liked what he said after uh, in the interview that he was just he, he was ready for the moment and everything. And I don't think that he shied away from it. And and, and I love him this week. So, um, but that's that's just some you know guy I really really like this week here. Um, a couple other names. Um, 
Um, I Matthew Fitzpatrick's always going to come up. He he won the USAM here in 2013. He's not not going to win this event, I don't think. I don't think. Um, but you know, he he fits this golf course with how how his game is, and his games game's pretty solid. So if you if you do the top 10 or top 20 bets. You know, I, I th- he's going to probably make the cut. You know, I, with some of the other books, they do a make the cut parlay or a top forty parlay. You know, if you're into that kind of stuff, um, he's he's a great candidate for that because there's a good chance there. Um, and then the other guy, uh, I'll talk about him again. I've talked about him. I think every single major, Shane Lowry. Um, the only thing is, is he's playing with Mickelson in that first uh, uh, those first two days, so uh, it could be a little bit of a shit show. I don't know. Um, there could be a little bit, and he's, he has the late early draw. And, and I think the guys who go early late, so they tee off early on Thursday, late on Friday, those guys tend to, you know, cause you get off to a better start on Thursday and you can kind of see how the golf course is on Friday as it toughens up and everything like that. He's got the bad draw where he's late on, on Thursday, but he's still such a solid player. And, you know, he grinded his way around when he won at Portrush in the open championship a couple years back. And, and he's a guy I like, and at uh, thirty-five to one, I'm going to have him on my card. Those are good calls. I think Fitzpatrick and Lowry are pretty safe plays in in, in the U.S. Open and most majors right now. Top twenty, you can get him plus money in top twenties. Um, I, I don't love Fitzpatrick to win any golf tournament, but I think for him to play solid and be around, I think it makes sense. And Lowry too. He's maybe been the best player this year not to win. Um, so I like those plays. Uh, Dave, you mentioned Homa. I love Max. I bet Max as well uh, last week. Um, he has been statistically one of the 10 best players on tour this year. I think he has elevated his game to a certain stature that um, maybe even he didn't think he'd get to, but he's there. And I think he's a viable threat this week. Uh, why do you like him? Um, just basically for that reason, to be honest with you, I just think his form coming in over the last three months or so has been very consistent and very uh, near the top. Um, He's a good putter. I'm not sure I would say great putter. He's just, he's just a good all round player. So I just think, you know, talking about somebody that might catch fire. um, I just think he really could give himself a chance. So just an all round game more than anything else. Comes into this, uh, the, the U.S. Open with five straight top 25s, including a win at uh, the Wells Fargo. So he he's trending, like you said. And uh, next step for him is to contend in a major. Let's see if he can do it this week. Absolutely. Um, plus 4,000 and above um, in, in the uh, – because we've had a lot of difficulties this podcast for, for time's sake um, – Johnny, I want you to just kind of name a couple guys that are in that range. You know, we, we feel like this is a potential heavyweight week. There's still some heavyweights down here, plus 4,000 and above. Brooks, Hideki, you go down the board. Um, you know, we talked about Justin Rose earlier, Bryce in that 80. Give me a couple names and a couple numbers of guys you like, uh, whether it's a win or, or a top 10. Okay, I'll st- I'll have to steal your name because the name always jumps out at me every time I scroll through these odds. Here is Cam Young. I know you. I, I know you bet him. I, I love, I like I love him. Cam Young. <laughs> I you know he played great at Southern Hills. Um, you know, top ten bet plus four fifty, top twenty at plus odds. Throw a little bit on him at fifty to one to win. I mean, he's a guy. 
I think he can win. He can win a major. I think his game is good enough to win a major. Um, and and yeah, that, that's something that uh, um, I think is is got some good value here. And he's good. once he wins that 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 number is going to shrink a little bit more. And, and you know you're you're gonna you may end up you know wanting them now rather than than before. Um, let me see here. I don't like any of the guys who played in in live golf last week. Whatever odds that they're at. So you know you got Ustazen, um, um, Mickelson. Um, I can't think of off the top of my head, but I don't like any of those guys this week. I'll make. I don't think I'll have any of them on my card. I just think with uh, all the 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 press stuff that they they're going to have to go through. Couple of them did speak, but most of them didn't. And if they get in contention, they're going to have to speak. So it's going to be too much of a of a circus for those guys. So um, that just kind of blankets that. That I don't really like any of them. Um, Sebastian Munoz is a good player, and I'm kind of surprised to see him at uh, 130 to one. I don't think he could win this event, but he's a good enough all around player that. You'll make the cut. Can you finish top 40, top 30, top 20, you know, something like that? Um, you know, that's that's a guy there. Um, I'll I'll turn it over to someone else here because I don't yeah. know who else. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, what, what do you um, like here? I'm just I'm I'm still kind of in that again, I'm on the, the Caesars app, but I'm looking at uh, a big name that I like. And I know we talked about a middling guy not winning, but if you're gonna throw a couple bucks on somebody, Harold Varner plus sixty five hundred. Um, he's played well, he's got a win under his bet under his belt now. Um, do I think he's gonna win? No. Top 20, very good chance. And Abraham answers another one. Uh, basically, same thing Johnny said. Um, really good player, had a decent year. Uh, again, I don't know that I would bet him to win. Uh, top twenty, maybe top forty. But I, I looking way down this list. The only other thing I got is Kevin Na over Grayson Murray. Um, <laughs> did you see their lockers are next to? I did yeah. see that. That's Was that real? Cool. It is real. real, but I think they did it alphabetical because that's how it would fall. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really see anybody else way down here that I would go, Oh my God, I would even throw a little bit on there. I mean, Phil's not winning. Um, <laughs> God, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm not sure if it would or not, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to, to echo Johnny, I lo- I do love Cam Young at the number he's at, um, you know, is is fifty to one on draft? He's a little overvalued for a guy who hasn't won. Probably he's in front of wow, Billy Horschel. Just, just won, yeah. uh, you know, Billy hasn't had a good major record, but perhaps he's perhaps he's in line to sneak up here. Um, I like I love Fleetwood. I bet Fleetwood after the PGA. Um, I just I just like the way he profiles in majors better than regular tour events. Um, ball striker. Um, bulky putter, but again, sometimes that's mitigated on these tough tracks where par is a premium. I do think Davis Riley, his play has been incredible the last six, eight weeks. Um, 80 to one, I don't think he's going to win, but plus 600 for a top 10. 
Uh, probably half that for top 20. I'd like that. Aaron Wise for first round leader is something I bet today. Aaron Wise has been playing great golf and he can really hit the golf ball well. Um, I, I just like that as a play. He's not, I don't like him pretty much after that. Um, and uh, guys like Gary Woodland, Francesco Molinari, 150 to one. Probably not going to win, but interesting to see numbers of, of uh, some some former major winners recently down in this range. Um, if you're looking for a long shot, so that's all I got as well. Oh, and I like Keegan too. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one there. And Victor Perez, he's been playing really really good on the DP World Tour. Um, he is sitting there at 200 to one. He's not going to win, but he's been playing some really good golf the last three weeks. So, uh, you know, that, that's somebody there. Eric Van Royen, also at 201, is a very talented player. Game's not quite there, so, but, you know, maybe make the cut. And I got to mention. Best mustache on tour, though. He does have the best sure. mustache. And then I got to mention, because it's a major, it's Sepp Straka. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, I just got to say his name at least. He's he's at 250 to 1. He's, he's a good player, but. Game's falling off a little bit, but he's got the talent that uh, you know he could uh, he could do something if he makes the, makes the cut. Yeah. Hey, can somebody tell me why Stuart Sink gets no love? Just because he's yeah. older. Is that what you, we're at? We're at you, old you, guys. You, you, and Zach love Stuart Sink. Well, I just <laughs> they do. It's 250,000 to one. It's it's like really. Wait a minute, the guys. He's he's won a major, which I know it's been a long time ago. He's played well over the last few years. Come on, can he not be up there at least with Brian Harmon? Come on. Hey, now don't attack Johnny's guy, okay? Um, <laughs> I just picked a name. Sorry. I didn't. <laughs> How about no. Siwoo Kim? Can he at least be up there with Siwoo Kim? He's twice the, the odds of Siwoo Kim. You guys love going to bat for Stewart <laughs> Sink, you and you and Zach. Uh Harry Hall. 400 to one uh, plus 3000 for no, he's, he's not 400 to one. He's, no, he's longer than that, but Harry Hall is a corn fairy guy. He has won recently top five recently. Um, I mentioned to Johnny, it feels like every year there's a corn fairy guy that's around on a Saturday and Sunday in the U S open. Uh, you know, I'll give I, you that name. Yeah, I remember going back to Shinnecock. Sanjay was up there when he, you know, he's a corn fairy guy. Um, was Alatoris at the 2020 uh, one that Bryson won? He finished sixth as a corn fairy guy. So just, Eric just, Barnes, that's your corn fairy guy that may, may be there come this weekend. Okay. Eric Barnes from Marion, Indiana. Writing that one down. Okay. All right, guys. I think we've pretty effectively previewed the U.S. Open. Um, we could we could just name off random names all night, but uh, probably got to cap this one at this time. So, Dave, Johnny, uh, appreciate it. Dave, uh, plug the golf garage if you want to. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, we've been busy. Come out and see us. We have a lot of good used inventory in. Uh, we've got a lot of good new inventory in. Um, got a lot of stock grips, pretty much anything you need. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we just like to uh, help make people better. Love it. Yeah. Go see, uh, go see those guys for anything you need. And, uh, like, like they said, it's, it's hot as hell. Go, uh, yeah. Come play indoors in the air yeah, conditioning. Just, yeah. Take, check it out this week. And, uh, Johnny, again, thanks for your, uh, wise words as always, sir. You're extremely welcome.
Uh, we will have best bets up uh, Wednesday, which is when this podcast will be released. We're a day late. So uh, check us out and uh, see what we have to offer. And we'll be back next week to break it all down and talk about it. So thanks for listening to your best bet as always. And we will catch you next time. Bye.